Hey, listeners, if you are thinking about divorce and concerned about your children, please go to my online parenting plan course. It will help you plan how you're going to parent through divorce and beyond. And I promise you, it will keep conflicts from erupting in the future while keeping you centered on your children. Check it out at lisakoski.com. Welcome to Doing Divorce Different. I'm your host, Lisa Koski, an attorney who became a mediator. I work to guide couples through their divorce with as much ease as we possibly can. I know that this can be a very scary time for people. And the purpose of this podcast is to take the fear out of divorce and to teach people that there is a better way to do it. And if you have kids, you know that the best thing you can do for them is to be a united front. We're so happy that you're here. You are going to love episode 29. I'm so excited for you to listen. I am interviewing marriage and family therapist, Brian Burns. There are so many tidbits of goodness It is going to help you know if it is time to move forward with the divorce and how you can make that decision. He even talks a little bit about sex, which is a little bit nerve wracking for me, but so much good information to help you know when it's time to move forward with your divorce. So stay tuned. It's a good one. Welcome, friends. We are back with Brian Burns, and I'm so excited to have you back, Brian. Um, He's a marriage and family therapist, and he was with us. I mean, it's long ago for this podcast, kind of in the beginning. I think it was episode number nine, Mm -hmm. and now we're already on 29. So I know, and my listeners love um, the advice that you can give them, and I think I love to have you on because we kind of um, have a similar outlook where I know that you always hope that you can strengthen a marriage relationship and I can't help it. There's like a love bug in me that if people can stay together, when they come into that console, I want to make sure and I send people your way because a special part of what you do is to kind of help people know if it's time to get divorced and move forward Mm -hmm. or not. And Brian, I'm going to be honest. I've had a lot of clients and even like family members and friends that are, that are asking me this question, how do I know if the time is right? Because, and most people wait a little bit longer from what I understand. Uh Um, So I know that one thing they could do is come to you and get some discernment counseling. Right. What else can they do? And what are, are there any like surefire signs or? Um, it is such a hard, I mean, there, of course, there isn't a, um, a surefire way to know that the time is now. Um, I, I think, I think a lot of times people, well, there, there's lots of angles to, to come at this conversation. Um, but when I'm working with a couple and uh, who are in a discernment um, 
frame. In other words, one or both of them is ambivalent about what to do and not sure. So they're in this very situation and trying to decide, is this relationship fixable? And if so, do I want to work on it? Because we never know if it will work. We only know if we can or, or choose whether or not to try. Right. Um, and I think that like whether or not to try has a lot to do with what you know about yourself. In other words, what is your part? What is your own contributions uh, to the uh, problems? Because um, it never happens in a vacuum. We all collude in our right. own relationship issues, except for extreme examples. Right. Um, and so knowing yourself and being able to articulate that so that you know what you can work on if if the situation is right and perceiving in your partner is this you know are they in the same place because marriage works or or happy marriage works when two people are able to grow together like we we get married um typically in our 20s and 30s um and often we, we don't know what that means, really, other than we make vows to stay together and, um, and do our best. But, but what we're marrying is a feeling. It's like a feeling of uh, you, you, you make me feel good about myself. You, you complete me. You, <laughs> this is happiness, and I want to hold on to it. But then that's not what marriage is. It's it's not giving you a feeling. It's an opportunity for you to grow into something healthy and meaningful and hard and rich. And so when two people are open to learning together, you know, learning about yourself, learning about your partner, um, that's when true growth and happiness happens. So, so coming back to the question... I think it's important to to just have that awareness in your head. Am I willing to change and grow? Mm-hmm. Um, do I even know what it is that I'd be working on? And do I perceive that my partner wants to change and go and grow and is open to feedback about him or herself? Well, I mean, and I don't mean to interrupt, but if it's just one sided, is that going to work? No. Well, it, it, it would work if your goal was to just stay together for commitment or security or stability. It wouldn't work if your goal is to be happy, is to, to, be, to have a fulfilling marriage, if that makes sense. Right. So kind of what I'm hearing for those people who maybe want to work on it, but their spouse isn't willing to, they've got to look that in the face. And that might be one right. reason why you're going to start growing and move forward. Yeah. Right. Right. For people in that scenario where, where they want to work on it and, and their spouse or partner doesn't um, or can't, I mean, I often it's not even a choice. Right. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Um, it might make sense to give yourself six months and say, I'm going to work on this for six months. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to be my best self. I'm going to show up in my most adult, mature, healthy way. Mm-hmm. Not use the old, you know, tactics of manipulation and threats and whatever that I have been doing. 
And if, because that's a viable option. I mean, it might take a, like a dance partner, you know, when yes. one shifts the steps, the other one has to accommodate. That could, that could do it. But that isn't a long-term strategy. That's a, that's a, a period of time where you're really working hard. It takes two long-term. And then even if, because I know I've had some clients who have worked with you. So that means they're both willing to work together. Mm-hmm. And even though they are, sometimes it, and it probably most of the time they stay together, would you say? But sometimes they don't. What are those situations like? Um, I'm not sure the, the question. What are the situations like when they don't stay together? Right. So when they're both, so they're both willing to put in the work. That's the first step, right? They both have yeah. to work to try to make this better. But I'm saying that sometimes I have clients that come from you and they're like, we did some discernment counseling and we're ready to move forward with the divorce. So, and I, you know, it's probably hard to pinpoint. They're probably all different, but just the fact that they were both willing and worked together doesn't always mean that it's going to end up in a saved marriage either. No, no. I think that the odds are still uh, not great. I, I, I like the reality of, can I get a little phil- philosophical? Here? Is, is that okay? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't want to make your podcast super boring and academic. <laughs> Um, so tell me if we cross that line, Uh, Um, no, you won't. You're interesting. I love this stuff. Well, it's, it's, I don't think we know what we are asking of ourselves in terms of the, the ideal modern marriage, because even 60, 70 years ago, um, the expectation of happiness in marriage just wasn't the same. It's not what it is now. A hundred years ago, there was zero expectation, and it was just about raising families and children and um, workers for the farm. Um, But now we have this expectation. I think rightly, I think it's appropriate that we achieve something that's more um, fulfilling. Uh, The Maslow's hierarchy would call it self-actualization, you know, that we have our all of our basic needs met so we can explore this area of being our best selves as humans slash self-actualized. And I don't think there's, I don't think you can do that to be honest with you. I mean, there's other people might disagree uh, with, if you're not in relationship with someone, I think you can't see yourself as you truly are unless it's reflected back to you by someone who you intimately trust and can right. be honest with you. It's just not possible. Okay. So, so in other words, people, I think rightly have, want that kind of relationship and it's just hard. It's just not always going to happen. Even if you're trying your best, even if both people are trying their best. It's so interesting that you just said that because I was thinking as you were talking, I mean, I've had so many guests on and I know like I had Ron Deal talking about, um, step parents and how step families are so hard and it's so much work. And as you were talking about this, I thought, yeah, that's hard. And so is marriage. Yeah, that's right. It's hard work, but the light at the end of the tunnel is you're doing it because you want to better yourself is kind of what I heard you say. That's exactly right. You can't do it because you're chasing a feeling that you think you deserve because you made a vow. You do it because you, um, 
made a vow to yourself to be your best, to, to live life with integrity, with a uh, high character, which means showing up in healthy ways and mature ways in a relationship. And then, you know, you, you, you pray and hope and expect that it'll work. And, and when it doesn't, then that's hard, but yeah. you will, you will feel, um, I hope, um, able to accept that reality as as just what happened in life rather than a failure because you really did try your best you really did learn and grow and i try to not look at failures so much as a bad thing anymore yeah it's a learning thing yeah right so okay brian if you can put on your therapy hat and say i came to you and you know was saying i how could you help our listeners if they're just sitting out there all alone by themselves and they can't decide if it's time to stay or time to go. What are some things that they can soul search for? Or um, I th- So what comes to my mind is that ask yourself, have I been honest with myself and my spouse? In the, in the Midwest or, or the, the Western Hemisphere, we're not great at being honest. Mm-hmm. With we, we, we communicate things in passive-aggressive or sideways or nuanced or yeah. subtle, and it's just, not health, it's just not helpful. We think we're being kind and avoiding conflict when, we're, when, in essence, we're not being honest. So I'm saying being honest would look like um like let's say you have a spouse who abuses alcohol and honest sounds like i want a a marriage that is uh, where we can both be our best selves i want a marriage where i can show my love to you fully without some kind of artificial barrier that happens when you're drinking I want uh, to be happy with you. That's honest. Um, versus, you know, if you don't stop drinking, uh, we're done. Yep. And I think I what I like what you're saying because I think letting that other person know what your expectations are. And we, you know, it's so amazing, Brian. Like I'll be talking to people and I'll say, Well, did you tell him? Or did you tell yeah. her that that's what you yeah. needed? And they don't. Yeah. And and so I feel like the expe- expectation is being honest with what your true need. And when I'm listening to this, I'm yeah. like, this could help me in my own marriage. Well, let me let me give you like I I I spoke as uh, from the female side. Let me give you a, a typical husband complaint. You know, like my wife never has sex with me, or she does, but she doesn't really want to, and it's right. up to me to make that happen which um, is a common pattern in modern marriage. And, but it's not about, it, it might be about different levels, libido levels or drive differences at some level, but it's way more about insecurity. And men have as much insecurity about sex as women do. And so if a man is being honest, I propose that right. he's going to say, I'm terribly insecure about sex because i feel like you don't desire me when you're not initiating or you want it less than me. And I have this insecure, undeveloped need to be reassured through sex. 
Um, so that's honesty. It sucks. It's kind of a painful, hard message to say, but it's honest. And Brian, she, that is like a new perspective for me, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not anything that I've ever looked at. So thank you for sharing that. Well, we can do a different podcast on male and security <laughs> around sex. Yes. Uh, but but what what he will say more often, which might feel honest, but it's deceptive, it's self-deceptive, is I, you know, I need to be married to someone who wants to have sex with me and you don't want to have sex with me. So you're a bad wife. Right. Essentially. Versus owning his own yep. um, stuff and asking honestly for what he wants, which is a healthy sexual relationship where both people can show up and legitimately desire one another and understand the barriers that it, that are getting in the way. Insecurity right. is just one of them. I mean, there's right. lots of like children. So okay, that's so one answer is to be honest. There's honest, more. let them know what your ex give them. So maybe in that you talked about that six month waiting period when you're going to be your mm -hmm. best self, maybe give you by being your best self, you're going to tell them what your expectations are. So maybe give them that chance, hand them that and say, this is what I need. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, six months goes by. Nothing's changing or things have changed. So then what's the next step? Um, well, are, are you getting now into into how do you how do you decide whether or not that's the time? Yeah. You know, I people ask this in, in in discernment counseling, this is often the place that someone's in. And they feel like I I don't think I'm gonna be happy with this person. I just feel that in my bones. Um, but we have children, we have history, we have retirement. What should I do? Um and I I just don't have good answers to that. I'll be I'll be frank. Um I think a lot of people choose to stay in a marriage that's not happy um, for those reasons that I just mentioned, which I think are valid. Security, stability, children, commitment, right. um, loyalty. Uh, those are all, I think, important values. But I also think that uh, a lot of people are experience. I mean, I think that leads to other emotional consequences, depression and mm -hmm. resentment and uh, anger. And so it's like what I tell people kind of is at some level, you're, you're going to have to trust your gut. Like if your gut is saying, I can't be happy, I've tried my best, I've been honest, I've mm -hmm. stopped the demanding and the arguing and the guilting and the shaming. Um, and, and, and it hasn't worked and, and I, in my gut, don't think I can be happy in this relationship. I think that that's worth listening to. Mm -hmm. I think that it, that's worth, I think that it takes integrity to listen to that and to, mm -hmm. and to give it the attention that it deserves because you do hurt, uh, relationships and people and children and family. But I think that there's no guarantees in life that we won't, um, that even in acting in our best selves, we hurt people. Right. Um, and that, but that's okay because uh, that's how life is. So that's, I, I mean, again, not a great answer, but I think no, if it's, you, a, it's if, a good answer. And I, I have a little bit more of a question. Um, 
And I know I've asked you about discernment counseling a lot, but so are you, so kind of what I'm hearing is that you're helping people to know themselves so that they can see what the right decision for, is that correct? That's, that, that's well said. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice way to sum that up. It's, it's, you can make a decision with more confidence when you know yourself and know what you want yep. and know how to ask for it and have the courage to um, take care of yourself when you don't get what you want. Right. That's very, very helpful. And I feel like this um, podcast is going to help people Good. be less afraid and have, because it's such a big, hard decision. Um, and I think especially when you have kids and we've talked about that before and how, when you can do it the right way, you can mitigate those damages to the kids by working together and both being parents. So um, to kind of take a little bit of that load off of people, but Brian, um, if people want to work with you one-on-one, -on -one, what's the best way? And I will put it in the show notes again, but what's the best way to yeah. reach you? Yeah. Um, and I do meet with people. It's not the main uh, work that I do, but with one-on-one -on -one adults that are in this place of decision-making and struggle. And uh, they can reach me at my email, brian at mnrelationshiprepair.com. That's also the name of my website where uh, I have access to my, me that way. Yep. So MN relationship, uh, Minnesota relationship repair.com. All right. We've got it. I know, I know that you do a wonderful job because all the people that I work with have been thankful to have worked with you. And so, you know, to repair that relationship, to know that it's time to move on, either one of those things. People, go find Brian. He's Thanks, a great Lisa. one. Brian, yeah. thank you so much. Did you have one other thing you wanted to say? I was just going to say that I've sent um, several people to you. You're on my list of if it doesn't work and you want to divorce in a friendlier, uh, healthier way, um, Lisa's a great mediator, mediator, so call her. I appreciate that because I really want to change how we're doing this. Mm -hmm. um, when you do decide to take that step and move forward with a divorce. Right. But uh, don't hold it against me if they still, if they're still tough. <laughs> divorce is hard. Marriage is hard. Divorce yeah, is hard. It is hard. And, you know, and it's funny because people are always like, how are you so happy? And, and, and like I talk to clients and we're having fun. But it's because we're taking some, it's like kind of beautiful when you can put together an agreement and just take that step. It's like writing music or something. I can't explain it, but it is a beautiful process too. So I just think it's such a better way. And I'm so thankful that you were here and I'm probably going to be calling you again for more advice. So. Yeah. I hope, I hope so. And tell uh your colleague, um, Kim, Kim, Kim yeah, tell Kim hi. Well, and I have to tell you, she doesn't get to do a lot of these, but she said that was her favorite one. You're too nice. <laughs> she did. She really enjoyed it. So yeah. we enjoy you and we appreciate you. Thanks so much for being here, Brian. You're welcome. Take care. You too. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Doing Divorce Different. 
And remember, there is a better way to divorce together. I'm Lisa Kosky, and I am here for you. If you need me, go to lisakosky.com.